Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we'll cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Saturday, November 13th, 2021. All right. So what do I say every episode right in the first sentence? This is probably going to be a short episode. I don't know if this one's going to be. I just say that so you'll listen and not get bored as quickly because you'll think, oh, it's almost over. Three hours in. No, it's not going to be that long. I promise. Dramatic pause. Now, I had to turn up my monitor volume. I couldn't hear anything, I, so I can't hear what I sound like because I'm listening through these isolating headphones, and my microphone level was really low, so it's really weird. It's like you're talking into like a blanket or something. It's kind of weird. But um, today I'm going to talk about, I'm going to title this episode, Things Will Not Get Better with Meta. So that's going to refer to Facebook Meta, that they're rebranding or renaming, I guess. And going to cut to it really quick, I don't think Meta, it you know, just given the history of Facebook, I don't think it's going to solve any privacy concerns. I, I don't know if they're going to try to reassure people of that, but Facebook doesn't have the greatest track record, and we'll get into that if you don't know already or <laughs> haven't seen them on the news I with all these supposed trials. I don't know if it's, I, I don't even know. Facebook's so powerful, I don't know if these trials are even, you know, I don't know, conspiracy Randy thinks. Maybe some of this is put on just to be like, yeah, bad Facebook. You're so bad. You know, I don't, and it's like, here's your money. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's, it's such a big company. It's hard to say. But I just, I'm, I'm very skeptical. I don't know about what, but I'm skeptical. I don't Something doesn't feel right. I'm a dog. I just don't, I feel like it's about to rain. I don't know. I could, I can feel something, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'll shut up on that. But anyways. As far as Facebook rebranding to Meta, if you haven't heard, they're going to do that. And if you haven't seen the creepy Zuckerberg ads and descriptions of what it's going to be, it just sounds like a marketing team talking, in my opinion. Like, if you deal with marketing, and or I have in previous jobs, it sounds like somebody's really trying to pitch this sale. You know, it's just like, okay, wow. Yeah, I haven't seen people try VR before and and also ever succeed. Maybe Samsung Gear, I don't know. You've seen Google Glass, you've seen... It's very hard. It's very hard to succeed with something in this VR world. And but I don't know. Here's I'm going to give you what I think about it. I don't know enough about it. I haven't read a ton, but I've read some, and it just things seem weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> so um, I don't know why my notes are acting weird. I can highlight them, but they're um, my notes are actually acting kind of weird on my uh, screen. There we go. Now I got them to pop up. They just I changed monitors to a 4K monitor, and the resolution kind of like didn't adapt like it should in my obsidian notes app by the way that's the app i used to replace one note which i thought i would never do and i did it so it's obsidian it's called anyways facebook you know the rebranding to meta i don't think it will solve any privacy concerns to get back on topic i believe it's just a way for zuckerberg to once again try to get into this cryptocurrency game i think he did that a couple of years ago you know, I mean, because he talked about this currency being used within Meta. I don't, rec- I don't remember if he said cryptocurrency, but I was just like, wait a second. He didn't he do something with cryptocurrency and kind of got knocked for it a couple of years ago. 
I don't hate the idea of seeing cryptocurrency used more, uh, though. I mean, I don't. I think it's great. But the whole anonymity aspect of it doesn't go hand in hand with Facebook and their history. I just, I, no, sorry, Facebook. It's just like, okay, everybody can do cryptocurrency. That's great. But it's like, I just can't trust Facebook. Maybe I'm overreacting. And I, I mean, it's very possible I am. But Facebook has an absolutely pathetic past with respect to data and privacy. If you, if you haven't recalled, I've called this out many times. I've just brought it up on my show. And it's about Facebook Cambridge Analytica data scandal. And it's, you know, there's links on Wikipedia. Facebook apologizes for psychological experiments on users. That really did happen. That's a fact. Uh, these, and some of these are The Guardian. And pff, I don't know. Some of these sources, I don't even trust that much. I don't know. I just, I think some of their posts are garbage. But sometimes they post a good one. They got, not everybody on there is a bad writer. They got some good writers. Um. But I keep seeing things online and, you know, these like little commercials from Zuckerberg about the metaverse and seeing your world in the metaverse. And it's just like, I can't see myself ever seeing my world, in quotes, through a company that regularly censors facts. And they do it. They censor a lot of shit. They do. Um, examples, I guess. Uh, you can basically do a wildcard Google search and find endless cases that have either been archived or screenshot to show where Facebook prevents the search of a topic they find, quote, dangerous or some bullshit they'll use to defend their censorship. But yeah, a lot of times people, I don't know if, if that's somebody that wants to control you, something they would say, but that's dangerous. Wait, what's so dangerous about something? Um, you know, I guess when I grew up, it's like sometimes you had to get, you know, you got a, a bruise when you learned your lesson. You, not, not from not abuse. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. You got to learn your lesson, son. Wham. No, but like, you know what I mean? Like going outside, carving something, you know, you're going to nick your skin. You're going to get hurt, you know, sometimes. But I just think that I can see something that is like, oh, that might be dangerous, but I can make a choice. I make choices all the time to not break the law, right? I mean, you're, you're driving, you stop at a light. I mean, there's just things that you can decide on your own, right? You can come, you got, I just, I just, that's my personal point of view and opinion. I know some people are going to disagree with me and people will agree. So it's just, that's just a personal thing, right? But yeah, you can do a wild card search on Google and just find something that's been censored on Facebook and you'll be shocked. I mean, some of it's just like, why, why was that censored? You know, like, and I'm not going to get into any politics. Um, because obviously they censor certain things um, that they find dangerous. But um, in general, what do I think about censorship? Sure, there are batshit crazy people out there, and they're probably wrong about what they're screaming about. It's right. You just got to realize, okay, they're probably wrong. They got some kind of issue going on. But let people decide on their own, right? To not listen to them. That's what I want anyway. And I think the real danger is a company like Facebook, aka Instagram, aka Messenger, aka WhatsApp, aka Meta. All these pricks. It's the same person. I think that's the real danger. When there's that one company, you know, selling user data, doing anything they can to do it, and hide when they're doing it sometimes. I think that could be a danger. I don't know. Just to people that don't know what's really going on. They're like, hey, it's free. <laughs> it's fun. It's not free when you're the product. But, you know, if people know that and then they consent, great. I just think that I wish more people knew. And that's obviously not up to me. It's a... It's kind of like a codependent thing. I can't be feeling that bad about all these people falling for it. But yeah, when you see your parents and friends and family on there and it's like, maybe we could all just pay for a service, pay cash, you know, pay the money we worked for to get a service from a well-meaning 
replacement for Facebook. Like MeWe. MeWe is one out there. And I'm not, I, don't, I barely go on there, honestly. I don't go on that much. But I think that's the right idea. And that's like where you could pay for the membership to the site and they guarantee you they're not selling your data. And they, they I mean, it's just what you post publicly is, is your own responsibility. And that's how it always, people know that much. But when the product's free and, you know, you're being sold on to marketing and to, you know, to different products and, and they're trying to dig for more information to more accurately sell that to you, they're, they're going to they're keep trying harder. And they're chasing you around the web to do it through, you know, Facebook Pixel. Look it up. Uh, you know, there's a whole spider web of interconnected websites and code that just track you everywhere unless you go way out of your way to you know, <laughs> to avoid it. It's pretty hard. It's actually, the fact that it's getting really hard to avoid that is concerning, I think. I really do. Um, it's not like, you know, please don't track me on your Apple, on your iPhone. You can ask to not be tracked. Doesn't mean you're not going to be tracked necessarily, but you can ask to not be tracked. And that sounded really good when, you know, Facebook came out and said, <laughs> or uh, Apple came out and said, we're not going to let anybody, Facebook's going to hate us. You know, I don't, like more or less like, oh, what's Zuckerberg going to do? Apple's you know, making it tough for them. And it's like, no, well, the phone just says asks to not be tracked. That's an option that iPhone introduced. Uh, and one of the latest iOS updates, I don't know if it was 14 or 15.1. I can't remember when it first came out, but it's on the iPhone now. And I mean, Hey, that's still a step in the right direction to bring that up. So that's cool. You know, hats off to Apple for doing that. Maybe it knocked into Zuckerberg's profits a little bit because it'll knock down some tracking, but, uh, I think, you know, if people are more aware of what's going on, they'll be more likely to just not use these services. And does that mean you can't have fun? No. There's a lot of stuff you can do online that's fun. You could, There's privacy-respecting apps out there. Signal's a good one. Right now, Signal's still pretty awesome. Um, if I had friends and family that use that, I mean, I have a couple people that I know that use it, but it, I just, I'm generally, I email those people. I work with people, you know, but we don't communicate through Facebook. Hell no. That stuff's all deleted. I wiped my accounts. And and uh, there's actually, before we end this episode, there's a really interesting site that I just started checking out. Um, and you can give it a good idea. It'll give you a good idea of what your digital footprint is. Now, I don't know 100% about this company or what their intentions. So I'll be honest, you can read up on them a little more because I only started using them today. And it's called Mine, M-I-N-E. And the website is saymind.com so s-a-y-m-i-n-e.com it's an israeli-based company where you they allow you to plug in your email address and generally i've only tried this with the gmail address i don't know if it works with other web-based email services like yahoo or outlook but once you plug in your gmail address and give them permission to scan your inbox and mind you you can revoke that access that they have just under your gmail and google account settings where you can revoke anybody that has access to your account You'll give them access to scan your inbox. You know, they're not sending out emails or selling you to marketing. They're actually going through your email and searching for subject lines that they've identified according to their searching or their their research. Um, yeah, I got to edit one of my notes because it drives me nuts when I capitalize an odd letter when I'm typing really fast. And, it's, and my notes aren't, it, it, and I shouldn't be doing this during the show. I'm wasting your time by doing that. But um, I had to correct this capital H in the word search drove me nuts and I could not overlook it. But yeah, they let you click the little button and it will scan the sites that quote, 
have your data and they display the date in which you joined their service. So they're not really going out to the sites per se in that instant to go find out, hey, do you have this person's data? They're going through your email and they're seeing if you signed up with all these sites that they've identified, which is hundreds. They've, they've done thousands of sites, I believe. But in my case, I had 468 companies that are holding some sort of data on me. And these are all self-inflicted. These are sites I went to probably at some point or clicked allow on and I was already signed into my Gmail and then it connected to my Google account and somehow got my email address or just, you know, connected at that level. Or I went and typed in my email address and signed up. And some of those I did recognize like Dell.com, you know, and PayPal, those are all in there. But once it shows you all the sites, it takes probably three, four minutes to do the scan, which is incredibly quick. They really index through your email, index those emails really quickly. Um, they next allow you, after you see all the snapshot of the sites that you joined or gave your email to, you can drill a bit deeper and then request they remove your personal data. Now that's very cool. Now it's just, to me, that's just like a little more advanced version of the unsubscribe feature that Gmail implemented within the inbox a few years back where they kind of try to reach out and unsubscribe it for you so you don't have to go find the unsubscribe link at the bottom of the email in fine print. They kind of just pull that out of there for you and directly link to it. And I don't know. They just make it easier, which is cool. Good on Google for doing that. That's one of their cool things they've done. Um, but yeah, you can drill a bit deeper and then click on each of those companies and see like, okay, what's the risk level? They'll kind of assess it for you. And I recommend you going through all the results. I, I'm going through all 468. I went through probably 150 earlier and it didn't take long. And you just click on, you know, do you want to basically have us send a letter to them requesting they remove your data? And they do it. And then apparently I'll be getting a letter back from the from the, each of those companies, the 150 so far, that will say, yeah, we'll remove your data because I'm sure this people are using the service. These sites are all getting thousands of letters every day. So they probably have a process set up by now and they'll remove your stuff. So I recommend you going through them all um, and then only removing the ones you haven't used in a long time and don't plan on ever using again. So there are obviously going to be ones on there that you will want to keep. For instance, USPS, the United States Postal Service shows up on there for me because it's a site I intentionally registered for and that email address under years ago. Um, and Again, mine, M-I-N-E, they work by scanning your email subject lines to find companies of which they previously studied the privacy policy of. Yes, it's companies you signed up for, so almost all of the companies that have your data are just the ones you signed up for with your email. It's not somebody that stole your email, per se. Unless your email was stolen, you're probably going to find ones in there that you, you know, use two-factor authentication to give yourself a second layer of protection, FYI. Just, just do that, at least. But um, that's all I got for you today. Uh, check out that site, see if you think it's cool. Follow our podcast. Um, if you're a new listener to the Manly Hanley podcast, we would love to hear from you. Visit our website. That's randyhanley.com. It's hosted right here in my basement. Leave a comment. Feel free to send me an email to randy at randyhanley.com. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend.